Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Well, I mean, parties happen, but not like that. No. Not where anybody is shooting stuff out of their boobs. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. I'm the weird one. We, I don't know that that's true. <laughs> we write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Go ahead, Danae. Defend, you, defend yourself as the weird one. I told somebody on Twitter I would say it. Oh, I see. They particularly liked the outtake a couple episodes ago where I was the host and Jonathan did the editing. Right, And yeah, they yeah. had the whole ending part where I said I was weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. needed to end or begin every episode saying the same thing. I thought I'd just try it out today. No, I like it. But I've been shamed, so I won't do that no, again. No, 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 no. I didn't shame you at all. I just, I, I maybe questioned your uh, assumption that you are the weird one. You don't know how weird Jonathan and I can be. You're just That's the more true. publicly weird one. <laughs> that is, I, I look forward to next week when Danae's out of town and we have two people listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you telling them then, Jonathan? Oh, don't yeah, give good it away. Point. Let's edit that. <laughs> yeah. We don't want people to know. When do we tell everybody? Uh, they just find out. The, you know. Yeah. In fact, next next week when we're recording, we'll just be like, "Oh, Danae's coming in like thirty minutes, guys." <laughs> we'll just keep teasing the fact that she's on the show, and then we'll get to the end, and it'll be like Matt. But we'll Damon have a on. cool guest. So it'll, it'll be high. Yeah, it'll be like uh, Damon always getting bumped off of uh, of uh, what's his name <laughs> yeah. show. Can that'll happen occasionally where one of us will pop off? You know, Jonathan's already missed one. I've missed one. Watch that mouth, you popping off. And uh, all of a sudden, Danae's from what Boston? Maybe I don't know. I just do accents without really understanding where they're from. It does get me into trouble. I would say that is a dangerous <laughs> thing to me. I was I love doing voices and mimicking sound. Sure, yeah. So I've always just accidentally offended people. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. But you learn, right? <laughs> do I ever <laughs> eventually <laughs> learn. Good to know. Anyway. But let's talk about this week, shall we? Uh, we are going to have a good time. Uh, I do have to say it's important right off the bat to say that you're just going to have to choose who to believe about the flatulence uh, in the outtakes oh, of the last God. episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I was in here. And I have my perspective, but Danae is embarrassed, and I get that. I get that it can be embarrassing. You're terrible. But you should be proud of it. Like, that was really impressive. <laughs> I am proud. Again, I love to mimic sounds. <laughs> I am really proud of the random noises that I make. Uh-huh. I'm glad yeah. that my oddness has a place to express itself. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I don't know if we need to do a Twitter poll or you oh know gosh. if you need to. I can't believe you did that in. on Twitter. <laughs> I'm so glad that I saw it, yeah, and could at least sort of defend myself a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I understand you don't want people to understand. I, I get it. I know you want to build, what is it like the, what do they call that? The verbal reality? The, the, worst- I, the idea that of what, you know, you want people to believe happened. But I was here. I know, Danae. The, I know exactly what happened. The worst part of that whole thing is Jonathan. You're like, what? what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Listening back to that was the. I was mildly thing. curious. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, we were just glad you were alive after the vacuum cleaner. Oh well, yeah, that was the mistake on my part too. When I retweeted your uh, description of the show and then just put "I'm still alive," not thinking about people had not listened to the show and probably had no idea what I was talking about. It's fine. I love it. I love that there's like this little. Well, you know, and it's interesting too because the Patreon fans who get access to all this stuff early, mm-hmm. they're so good about commenting on it early. But mm-hmm. not giving anything away. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. They kind of hold the secret for everybody. Yeah, which is fine. Super awesome, well, my, uh, you guys. My good friend Michael, who does, uh, who works on the Horror Virgin podcast, he commented on that and said, uh, "I'm happy for your life." Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was a lot of fun episode. It was kind of like, okay, we've peaked everything else from here on out. It's not yeah. going to be great. Um, is now the time to talk about? Uh, what happened too after the first after last week's episode? Sure, let's get let, yeah no let's get let's get all this stuff out at the front and then we can get into the show. I just love how we sort of casually are like let's just plug ourselves on Twitter and see what happens. Yeah, so, you got some some uh, some Twitter followers. I think we should talk about Jonathan. You hit your goal. I did. I'm well. I'm actually over it. Yeah, I'm over a thousand Yay! now. I think I'm like thousand fifteen or something. Nice. Like this morning. Not that I check all the time. <laughs> no, no. I think I think you were like a thousand twenty six or something last time I looked. Oh, yeah. nice. You're like you're on the rocket ship up, Aaron. You wanted to get to fifty thousand. Power. <laughs> I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> I I I think I'm around twenty six or thirty. So you're almost there. Not twenty six thousand. <laughs> twenty six hundred. Yeah, I'd love to see three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. That'd be fun. But Whatever. I, but at the end of the day, I mean, what is it, right? It's not that the number is big. It's a representation of like people to talk to, people to hang out with. You know what I mean? Like that's how exactly. I always view it. Is the idea of social media is the idea we can have. Like a like a community together and talk movies and fun stuff. You just keep telling yourself that. You're <laughs> upset because you didn't set a reasonable goal and you didn't hit it in one week. <laughs> Jonathan's like, I well, want to get to a thousand. He got there. I wanted to get one more follower. I got multiple more than yeah, one. Yeah, you did. And so I was at 654. Mm-hmm. And then like the next, I got, I said something about DM me. I got five people that sent me a DM saying something like, this one's for you or here's your ego stroke or whatever. Just hilarious <laughs> stuff. Nice. And then when I got to six, people are being nice in the DMs. Like yeah. I, uh, I've never been like a female public figure, and I know it can get weird. Oh, it'll for, come later. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be there later. So, but at six sixty six, it was really funny because someone took a screenshot. So then I was like, oh, oh no, what am I gonna do? And then six sixty nine in di- in Discord chat, there was arguments back and forth about let's unfollow her so she stays at six sixty nine. I just thought that was just the funniest thing. You guys are so good. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. I had a, it was a fun time. I just checked and I, I guess I am. I'm at seven oh five. Yay! Good so for that, you. That was quite the jump. And and anyways, that was just a lot of fun to know that you guys are liking the show. I, yeah. I remember when I was at seven hundred. <laughs> Sorry, that was twenty years ago. <laughs> now uh, I, I cannot believe a thousand people want to. Isn't it crazy? Like, want to talk to me? So yeah, and, they, and that there probably is some you know BS in there. People that are just you know. But well, um, I will tell you this in for again, the most part. And again, this is all about how amazing the fans are because we just started this podcast. Just like, you know what? Like uh, this is episode eight. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, already I think we're up to 7,000 downloads total. It's crazy. Um, and every episode is creeping up on a thousand. A couple of them are mm-hmm. already over a thousand downloads. Um, do we have any reviews so on iTunes? We yet? do. I was going to read one in the show, actually. <gasps> so really, yeah. Well, then I won't go and look. Well, you can if you like. It is a free country. Do we have yeah, more than one? It's been crazy. <laughs> we have three. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so thank you. I guess all this is just to say thank you guys for being awesome fans and for coming along mm-hmm. the journey with us and, and having a good time. Uh, you ready to get on to the actual show? Let's do it. Do some fun stuff. All right, let's talk about this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. Man, I am excited about this show. This is going to be a fun one. There's a lot of little unique things about uh, stuff happening this week uh, that makes it a little different. Uh, but we're going to take a look at the videos from the week, uh, the process of sending them, how we felt about the show movie in general, any kind of inside information that we can give you. We kick it off on Monday with TV Sins, uh, and Archer kicks off Sweeps Month. We're doing uh, animated primetime shows during Sweeps Month, and so FX's Archer was the first mm-hmm. one. Um, These animated shows are hard. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> this is what we've learned. Now, of course, we are always working ahead of what you see, mm-hmm. so I think we are – are we – we're done. We've actually we're, yeah. We're, well, we we are in the process of the last one. So we have written four scripts mm-hmm. for animated primetime shows, and they have all been difficult. And it was difficult to write Simpsons. And I think the reason is because they're meant to be surrealist and wacky mm-hmm. and stupid. And so, like a lot of times, we will have to call each other on. Yeah, that's kind of the joke. You know what I mean? Like we'll make a joke that they're already mm-hmm. making or that kind of thing. Um, and so, yeah, animated shows are a, a little tough to do, but but I I really enjoyed it. They're some of the most fun like shows yeah. to sin that kind of thing. Uh, Danae, have you ever seen Archer? I had watched the. F- the pilot, the first Archer, okay. a long time ago. So this just reminded me that I liked it. I don't know why I never like picked it up and kept watching it. Yeah. But I, I didn't watch it beyond just the one. It's the only one I've ever seen. Jonathan, what's your experience with the show? We talked a little bit about this with the Sincast, actually. We were on. I watched the first maybe five seasons. I don't know. Like, I think because the last few seasons, that we they went from being just kind of like an inner office comedy to where they've branched out and kind of made direct parodies. Well, that's been since season three. Yeah, so I know I watched, like, the Burt Reynolds one, and I watched, like, the murder mystery. I think I bowed out about three or four episodes into, like, the Miami Vice one, whenever that was, a couple years ago. I think that was season five. Um, Okay. I still watch. In fact, I just finished up the latest season last night. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting because, like you said, like, this season, season 10, which I can't believe there's been 10 seasons of this show. That's crazy. uh, Is Archer 1999. And it's kind of space-themed, and it's a really interesting one. And then last season was Danger Island, which was, you know, kind of more tropical, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Dreamland was before that. So, you know, they did. They kind of have these themes that they've gone with in each of the seasons since, like, season two. Um, and I got to tell you, season 10 ended with a double episode that... It's not necessarily mind-blowing, but it's one of those things where you'll go, oh, all that was a plan, or at least they made it into a plan. Like, it kind of 
ties everything together in a really interesting way. Well, damn uh, it, Aaron. Now I have to go watch <laughs> Well, but it doesn't surprise me because the thing I would say about Archer is it is one of the most clever shows I've ever seen. Like, the writing is so smart on this show. The comedy is so smart. The wit is just so sharp. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoy the, this show. The uh, sin where we give the sin back, be, the, I believe you wrote that, where it was so yeah. funny, the scene of, with the sand. You know, where he's like, uh, I will put sand in your eyes. And he's like, also, go buy me sand. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that um, joke even goes further because then he's like, do they go, yeah. do they grade the coarseness of sand? Yeah. Uh, whatever the one it's coarsiest, or I forget the word they use, you know. Yeah. It's but hilarious. I remember I brought that up because when I saw that when it aired, um, that hooked me. Yeah. Uh, that was the scene where I thought that was great that that was the scene that we took the sin off for because that was the scene that I was like, I'm watching this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's something going on here that I really like. And I think H. John Benjamin has – well, the voice work, all the voice work. Yeah, it's great. It is just great. I mean, they, they it's a perfectly casted uh, animated series. What do you think about the animation style? Well, that's another thing we've kind of noticed over this month is animation style is always an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like this animation style. I like the bold outlines. And Me too. The, and I just think it's really cool well, to look it's at. It's so different than like the other animation styles that you see like in mass media. Mm-hmm. My guess is, I mean, there is probably a budget issue I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, FX was not a huge network at the time that this started, so I don't know what. Or I don't, and I don't even know if FX was actually the ones making this, or if it was made. You know, and they just bought the rights to it. I don't know how all that works. Well, I can tell but, you. Uh, I can tell you what I do know. I do know it was made in Georgia because I see oh, it at nice. the end of uh, every episode they have that little title card. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. You on. <laughs> there was comments about how the animation gets better and better and better. Yeah. And I just think that's so so interesting and fascinating to me because I I can't draw really well. And so to me, it's like this is great. <laughs> yeah, you can tell that's a person. <laughs> well, we do have a cut. We do have at least one animation scene about the tiny hands. Yeah, at some point, our yeah, has yeah. tiny hands. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah really I actually made a note that I think, and I couldn't find. I swear to God, like in the Simpsons video we did or something, you mentioned some stuff like this. But I, I feel like you have a fascination with like faces and I do and I hands do. and things in animation. Well, in today's you also mentioned the chin dimple. I did, yeah, because it's yeah. completely bifurcated. It's like two yep. chins. It's insane. It's no, it's shadow. super weird. I just don't notice stuff like that. That's why it's good we have two two or three writers on these things. <laughs> yeah. Danae's got some stuff like that coming up in the animated stuff, too, uh, where she notices some. <laughs> yeah. I think the one that actually just went public is we're recording this, so you can have already seen this. Uh, Danae has a great run that we'll talk about next week on clothing uh, that is oh, one of my yeah, favorite things ever. That's so. excellent. But that's that, next week. That's a tease. We just did a tease there. The closest thing I could compare that to for people that have that are fans of TV sins would be the Game of Thrones. Is that the Red Wedding? Oh we... yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, where the narration and the sins go crazy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It kind yeah. of feels like that ending in that way. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm just saying, Danae, you hit it. You hit it right on the nose, right on the button. Like you just you just nailed that series. <laughs> She's still confused. I have looking. no idea what um, joke you're talking about. All right, well, about. I got I got to button this up uh, because we need to move on. So. Oh! Oh! <laughs> That took way too long. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) I can't believe it took you that long to... Hey, like I said, I have been a single parent for over Uh a week. Yeah. 
uh, I have such little sleep happening. And I turned in three scripts in one week. It's a lot. Yeah. My brain's fried, guys. Yeah, those are fun weeks. So <laughs> Archer's amazing. Uh, we can talk about the video in general. In fact, I'll just transition with this. Archer is so amazing that there's a joke in the script that I wrote uh, because Archer tries to name the person that is apparently having sex with sandwiches in their office. Uh, yeah. And he tries to name them the PETA Predator. And Archer is so smart and clever that I almost wonder if the pedophile thing was like a subtle non-joke that they knew was there, but the joke is that Archer just missed it. Like, that's mm-hmm. how clever they are that I that I would not surprise me if... Oh, like that Archer himself isn't, quote, like, clever enough to get right. to he get didn't there. quite get to the joke that's right there. That's how you know? I am. <laughs> I, I feel you, man. <laughs> or it might have just been they didn't want to say, you know, something but close is, to pedophile. That is one thing I think that also works in the show's favor is the character of Archer is that... As as dumb as he comes off, and he is dumb in a lot of areas, and he's obviously very he has a, he's very problematic, but he's also very smart, and he's actually appears to be pretty good at his job. It's really hard to write a character like that. Yeah, uh, there were a couple things I had written down before we go on. If that's okay, yeah, no, that's great. One yeah, was this had that thing where like ISIS is mentioned, uh-huh. and now that's just not something that would no, ever, I mean, ever be. Yeah, in. ISIS is something completely different now. So when you watch back, now it's so much more of a jarring thing, but mm-hmm. watching it then, obviously, it was just Nobody, like, yeah. no big deal. Uh, and the other thing is, because that's how you get ants, that whole joke, Yeah, I'm like, is this where I got that? Because yeah. I did watch the first Archer. Well, it's like, where culture got it, you know. Is that where yeah. I got Okay. Oh, yeah. 100% sure. Yeah, You're so and confident. then we've used variations on that quite a bit in right. TV Sins videos, and Cinema Sins videos, for that matter. Yeah, I, and I've that's why I made that joke about it being where TV Sins was born. Yes, well, I loved that because I thought, my, well, thank you. My God, that's where it all started. The other thing I love about this video is there has been something really fun this month about using audio outtakes from voice talent that does cartoons because it translates so well uh, to animation to just use yeah. other things they've done. My one of my favorite things is the uh, H. John Benjamin singing the Arby's song oh, that was amazing while he's holding the donuts it looks like it was animated that way like it is it just I, I probably watched that like seven times when the edit came in the first time i was just like that is the funniest thing ever uh, well and it works so much better that way too because it's really weird watching him sing in the actual commercial because it's 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 him it's the human right it's H. not John animated Benjamin. yeah with Archer's voice. <laughs> yeah, I just or I love that kind of stuff. Or whatever. There's actually one on the Cinemas Inside, uh, a video we won't talk about till next week, where um, you did the edit and the uh, there was an outtake where it's an animated movie. I guess I can say that. Um, and it was so perfect uh, the way it just fit together. So I'm just I'm finding that I love writing outtakes for animated movies because they work so well. Let's move on to uh, Cinemas Inside's first video of the week. Uh, boy, was this an interesting one, uh, Shazam. Uh, this was a Dicer share joint, so Barrett and I wrote on this. I love Shazam. It's one of my favorite movies this year, so I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. Have you seen it, Danae? No. You should see and this it. This is one of those You'll things love it. that's going to happen now that I'm on this show, and that is that it's a movie that's in my I want to see it box, and yet now <laughs> I'm spoiled. You know what I mean? Because yeah. now I've pretty much seen the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know... I don't know if there's a lot to be spoiled. Maybe some of the stuff at the end is kind of spoilery, but I mean, it's a pretty straightforward uh, superhero origin movie. Well, now I know people are decapitated by demon. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. So that's huge. Yeah, and and also it gives you a reason not to watch it too, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that's going to bother you. And was worth sinning, by the way. I can't yeah. believe how graphic this. I mean, I can knowing it. It's a horror director who kind of took a superhero property. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to label him as a horror director. I'm just saying he has done horror films, and so you know he likes that kind of imagery. Well, yeah, he also did Lights Out. So I mean, yeah. he's definitely done some horror films. Well, if nothing else, he likes that kind of imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it is. He, I mean, it's pretty uh, gruesome stuff and it's not gruesome in like a blood and guts kind of way it's gruesome in, in like an emotional tension kind of way yeah that... I, I mean you, are you talking about you're talking about the demons right the boardroom scene specifically yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that but i will say the way they draw like the way those are uh the computer imagery or whatever it definitely rem- gave me like a scooby-doo vibe yeah i can see that i mean they did look very cartoonish but there was the just a real quick scene uh or, or a moment where She's sort of standing eyeball to teeth with kind of a scary one. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that would have scared the crap out of me. Not I'm, I was very sensitive. I was an overly sensitive well, child to those and, images anyway. But Well, and we didn't show the f- the fullness right. of the like biting right. the head off and throwing the the, the, dis, you, you uh, the, know, the beheaded body out the window. Right. Um, um, and, but, you know, and that's the thing is like I'm just watching the CinemaSins version of a full movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> So yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, I I probably will eventually, but now it's not on my see it soon mo- list. It's mm-hmm. just like a, oh okay, now I kind of know what that one's about. I think it's the, great. the mystery I think you really is gone. It. Yeah, but yeah, I, do- I I liked it. I I don't think I liked it anywhere near as much as Aaron. But it's a very enjoyable movie. It's very fun. It's it very did, entertaining. Yeah, it did. Seem um, like I, the- and I did like. I think it leaves you on a good note, which is always fun. Like the last like twenty minutes are probably my favorite part. So that's always a plus when you can you know walk out on a bang like that. I guess. Yeah. It did seem like there was like lots of fun and humor that were kind of mm-hmm. there. Uh, the, the part where um, he gets hit by the uh, the bus and just these sort of like moments that are supposed to be funny and like what do, what do you call it? Try to kill a superhero right, yeah, humor yeah. that you can't yeah. get away with anything else because you wouldn't survive sort of a thing. Well, it's the it's the child and an adult body humor. Yes. You know, that is so great. It's probably my favorite version of that also. Well, I mean, did, child and an adult body. Can't we can't we give a lot of that to Zachary Levi? Like he is mm-hmm. so perfect for this role. And I was glad we took us in away for his performance because in fact, the movie almost has a negative to it he's so good because the kid that's playing the version of billy batson is almost <laughs> not kid enough uh, you know yeah. what i mean like zachary levi is more of a child than the child playing the child <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure he's kind of got that like tom hanks like g whiz yeah. yeah uh feel like like hanks did in you know in the 80s so. There was that crazy kid montage section where they kind of go crazy and buy a whole bunch of stuff, which was one of the sins that I thought was really fun, which the, the point being, did they have enough time to do all of this in one day? Specifically, the sin part of that where you have to update all of your systems in order to play. Uh-huh. Uh, I have had so many moments where I turn on a system after a while and it's just like, now you have to do updates. It's going to take two hours. I hate that feeling. Yeah. So I really enjoyed that sin because I'm like, yep, that's <laughs> so, so true. I also really enjoyed Satan's testicle. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that was just really funny to me because uh, I am I'm a child. <laughs> well, it did look like a testicle. It was all, you know, testicle And then the other, oh, any ball is a testicle, Aaron. Anything that, No, anything but that that's... specifically was, was wiry. I'm giving away way too much. <laughs> 
It looked like it looked like the scientific <laughs> pictures I've seen of like actual uh-huh. testicles outside Great. of the scrotum. Awesome. So, yeah. Great. Wonderful. And that's the problem. They took the testicle out of the scrotum, and then once you take the testicle out of the scrotum, that's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, I also like the sin about the foster parents that were being really, really good. And that was a sin off. That was it a was removal. It was a sin off, yeah. but the way that it was done, it was kind of like, oh, are we getting too sentimental and too real here? <laughs> yeah. And then it was just like this throwing of all these yeah. like cinema sin standard jokes. Yeah, Rosa yeah. is not giving a lap dance. Yeah. Scene. <laughs> yeah. It's a good line. Yeah, so Sin still came off, but it was sort of like just the way that Jeremy played that out. Where was, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a Barrett Sin. I thought that one was great. Yeah, and I, really I and I that. really did appreciate the uh, the portrayal of them as great foster parents. Well, and they had another portrayal that was mentioned too of the children with disabilities, or, or mm-hmm. someone with a disability, where just like literally no big deal was made. Yeah, it was of just it. part of the character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and and I like those kinds of sins that point, or I guess sin that point out the progression of mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun one. I'm and just, also, it's almost at 2 million views now. Yeah. Which was, is cool. Yeah, it was trending and it's doing really well. Um, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I, <laughs> I'm bummed. I had one of those things where it's just, it, it's going to bother me forever. I spelled Jim Neighbors name last name wrong oh no and it's just it's one of those things where now it's just in there forever oh, and no, it's just like that's back? why we do time you know time and uh. again like all the i mean people this is again an inside look at what we do we look over these things with a fine tooth comb especially that um the the subtitles with a fine tooth mm-hmm. comb and we will we'll look over it four times and still be catching stuff and the fifth time yeah. we'll be like okay I think we you know there's nothing left and sometimes something slips through and it always is oh, that yeah. nagging well, now, thing now like, I'm mad because <laughs> I worked on the edit oops <laughs> I didn't notice that either but I did Damn love it. that I did love that joke that uh, Jeremy is also an acronym uh, yes that was, that was so a lot good. of fun so. Was so, that yeah. you or Barrett? That was me. That was, yeah. That was oh, what that I was came beautiful. up with. Yeah, that one got some some love in the comments. Yeah, it, it was fun. It proves my point that anytime you mention Yahoo Serious, I mean, that's just, <laughs> you, you're always going to get a laugh. Even if people don't know who that is, they just, it's just a funny name. Uh, I just love that it's the gravitas of Yahoo Serious, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, also, you guys pointed out the bullies. I just, that's something that's been crazy in movies over the last like few years or so is just the the children the kid bullies have just gone off the maps in the, a lot of these movies well they're so horrible yeah like, and and here's the thing bullying is a problem like it is an actual thing that happens uh and e- and it can especially the idea of cyberbullying and the idea of how easy it is to uh, poke at someone and like you can't escape it i i i can't imagine growing up in this world where even when you go home you can be bullied you know what i mean like it's just there's no safe space there's no safe space and so you have to have like such a good inner dialogue and such like a strong self uh, i guess self-awareness and like somebody in your life has to be speaking to you in such a beautiful way to give you some self-assurance of who you are Mm -hmm. and your identity that that your most inner self can't be bullied like the type of child i'm trying to raise is the type of child that can kind of resist that that she would believe something that somebody else would say about her that's negative right. yeah so it's just like this it's a totally different way of raising a person now yeah it, it's but it's one of those things where our movies and tv haven't caught up i guess and they're, not. And they're still portraying bullies like the they're 80s gonna bully. abandon their car and yeah. go run down into the well, subway the, or or just the fact that <laughs> uh, what the other thing is bullying is is so real and so hurtful but it all i mean it's almost shifted to 
digital and cyber mm-hmm. in a way that you're not seeing the same kind of physical bl- I'm not saying it right. doesn't happen don't don't misunderstand me but you're not seeing the same degree of you know actual physical taunting and yeah. being in people's you know mm-hmm. faces like this and just how evil these bullies are it's just yeah it's, it's more weird. like we did the we I think that was you and me Aaron that did unfriended right it was a couple yeah, years yeah, ago yeah 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 but that that's more what bullying would be today right um, you know sharing videos of you know cre- of 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 embarrassing moments and yeah. things of that nature. That's still an extreme in that movie, but yeah, uh, just general. That would be more of what bullying would be, and not this like like these two kids that might as well have mustaches and be like on at a train track with a woman tied to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Twirling mustaches. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to uh, the music video sin uh, for the week, or one of two music video yeah, sins we're of back the to week. Two. Back Damn to it, two. Barrett. Uh, so yeah, we're, this is just. What do you keep... mean, damn it, Barrett? And we're no. gonna be we're gonna be going to two TV sins a week too. So you know, we just got lots of videos oh, coming out. You guys are releasing two now. Uh, starting after the animation month, you yeah. will be as well. Yeah, I was gonna say you're in on this today. <laughs> no, guys, I'm telling. I you, hope you're I don't still get healthy. These updates. <laughs> I don't get any updates. I'm still like Aaron we talked and I need about to have a different conversation last week. It was a huge announcement on the show last week at the very beginning of the show for music videos. No, the the TV sins is going to two a week. <laughs> oh no, I remember that. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about the music videos. Oh no, 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 that just kind of happened. Oh, I didn't know see? that was happening either. Oh so. man, you just got heated <laughs> you got flushed you are like what are you ever gonna listen to me well if people listen to the outtakes they'll know it's very hot in this room so. <laughs> oh no and there are then people we wearing a jar. lot of clothing <laughs> uh all right so anyway ariana grande social house uh mm. combining for boyfriend uh barrett wrote this and uh okay what did you guys think i also want to know why i was not invited to this party that's what I want to know. That's what you want to know? I loved that recurring joke. That because those parties don't exist. <laughs> That's right. That's what I keep thinking is like, where are these parties that I keep seeing in movies like Booksmart and, you <laughs> know, know, right? and Euphoria? And I'm just like, I lived in a different <laughs> universe. And by the way, my kids live in a different universe than that. You know, like, it's just not something that, that happens in small town middle America, I guess. So it's fascinating. It doesn't no, like the- happen anywhere. <laughs> Well, I mean, parties happen, but not like that. No. Now everybody is shooting stuff out of their boobs. <laughs> okay, I got to say, this is one of my favorite things. I was watching this, and, the, and that happens in the video, and, and she shoots the hearts. And immediately, I was like, oh... I gotta, I gotta talk on the, uh, you know, on the podcast about Care Bear Stare, and then yeah. there was an outtake about it at the end. And yeah. I was like, yes. I like to think Nicely we, uh, we, we did that too because we did it in Paddington too. Yes. Was that me and yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote. The, yeah, I wrote. Oh, that I'm sorry, I wasn't involved in that script. Never mind. I did the edit. Yeah, yeah. You you wrote the script, but uh, yeah, that was Jeremy and I, I think. But yeah. yeah, it it was uh, it was one of those moments where I was like, "Yep, we we all think alike." I liked how just afterwards her her uh, chest was uh, steaming or was smoking. smoking. Yeah, and there was just this. Is her chest okay? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I, and this is a part like going behind the scenes. I like the I love the notes process sometimes when it gets into stuff like that because like I'm sitting there like writing to like uh, you know the editors. I was like, I don't know that we can see the smoke from her boobs clear enough. Can we? Uh, is there a, is there a better? And, and I mean, the reason I was saying that was because I wanted to make sure people understood the joke. But it was can just, we get a, after you write stuff like that, you think about it for a second. You're like, what am I doing? 
can what we is get, my job? Can we get a better angle on the boob smoke? I just, <laughs> I just don't feel like people are going to understand what's happening here. Uh, uh, so is it is that metaphorical? Danae is the is the female on the podcast. Like, is there this like, like your breasts are weapons in some way, or like what, like what is Ariana saying with that, or is it just silly? Uh, well, I didn't think about it that much. <laughs> uh, breasts can definitely be weapons. Right. Especially depending on how big they are. You, know, you swing them around. Okay. And people so you're can talking literal, literal physical weapons. Oh. Yes. Well, I'm they trying can be to speak emotional the, weapons, too. I'm just speaking metaphorically. I wonder if, you know, if, if she's trying to say something about how women's bodies are, uh, you know. My gut tells me there was some brownies on set and uh, I, I people were having actually, fun and being silly. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say, I think there may have been drugs involved. <laughs> it's It was an interesting choice for the weapon um, shape to be a heart instead mm-hmm. of like laser. Well, and what happens with them? I'm, this this whole video was just a flash to me. So remind me what, what she's doing with her her heart heart boob bullets. What is, she, what is she doing with them? What do they make happen I, in the video? I think they were shooting at somebody, but I don't remember who. Yeah, now that, remember- now that you say that. Well, the whole... I mean, the whole idea is that she's the 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 storyline from what I could tell in the video is that <laughs> she wants yes. this guy to be her boyfriend. Let's but treat then this also like this Shakespeare, other guy, please. right? Huh? There's two guys she wants to be her boyfriend, right? Yeah, that's that's see, it's it's very it's very confusing, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it though? But I did like the whole part of the music video but, sin where it was like yeah. they're in a therapy session. That was my that's probably one of my favorite parts of the mm-hmm. entire video. Yeah, because it did look like they were in some sort of like. I don't know, 2020 version of couples counseling? Yeah. Triples counseling? I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, yeah. But the, the open uh, love. Trio counseling? Yes. It's an yeah. open love situation. Triangle. You know, I think that sometimes you just have to go the route of this is a famous person and they can do whatever they want and people are going to watch it and that's what we saw. Well, and she <laughs> so. makes a ton of videos. Like, that's that's kind of become, like, she's definitely one of the people that have really taken into this whole YouTube videos yeah. uh, to, to, you know, promote her stuff. And I mean, it just, it feels like every two weeks she has a new video coming out and she has provided our, the channel with a lot of wonderful content. So, well, I, I have off. to say this video sins was eclipsed by the behind the, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. It was totally eclipsed. More this Ariana Grande music from later. Behind. That's what it is. More Ariana Grande yeah, to for come. Sure. Um, but I do think going back to the boob shooting, um, I believe that was directed at that girl that she jumped at once because she jumps that girl at one point. So she's killing her with boob love though. Why not lasers? Yeah. I mean, she shoots, well, she shoots one with an arrow. Why not like boob lasers? I, I think boob lasers works <laughs> better. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm saying blue blazers. blazers. Also, I had another question for you, Janae. There's a sin in there where it says it's a girl fight with no hair pulling. Does that happen? Yes, I wanted to talk about this, too. Mm. Okay, let's talk about hair pulling. Is this a stereotype that we need to quit talking about? Like, I mean, you you took uh, martial arts. I've been in fights. You know how to fight. Like, you know how to punch. But I've only fight. I've only, I've only punched men. Oh. <laughs> so, I don't enough. have personal experience. <laughs> uh, no, while I was training, this is a, uh, it's a real 
problem. You just you go for what you have, what you can get, and definitely hair pulling is well. And that's part of it, right? Is is in general, stereotypically, again, I would say women have longer fingernails, they have longer hair, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And so you've got the scratching and the hair pulling. There's something like statistically ninety percent of people who have their hair pulled stop fighting, Mm. and then of those who continue to fight. Only is another some percentage, like maybe like thirty percent. I can't remember the exact. So it's like an off. God, it's been a long time. The the the, the idea is, or the the reality is, when you're setting any kind of like self defense, is that if somebody grabs your hair, they have control of your head, and so you lose your balance. Ah. So and and I mean, there's other things that come along with somebody pulling on your hair. You could have like part of your scalp come off. You could have part of your hair come out. I mean, it's nasty stuff, but. You get control of the fight if you control someone's head. So if you grab their hair and you pull it to the ground, then they're going to the ground. So in um, self-defense, you learn how the first thing you do is you grab their hands on your head so that you can can also gain more of your stability. And then you fight kind of closer with elbows and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and we did this. We had to do this in um, for our uh, training was to have someone come at you and they go for your head and they grab your hair and you have to be able to maintain your balance so does it offend you at all to you know the stereotypical idea of what a girl fight quote-unquote would be is that annoying no i'm not to me i don't i don't get personally offended by it i've never been in in a physical fight with another uh, girl but i have thought about it before yeah because you know i i don't know if you remember this part i used to have a major anger problem No, I but actually genuinely was surprised that you've never been in a girl I've fight. I've never been. I've only ever. I would have thought you would have taken out a girl in high school at one point or another. No, no, uh, no. See, girls is more psychological warfare and it's more right. mind. Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually physically in fights with, with girls. Oh, I yeah. see that with eight-year-old kid, eight-year-old girls. It's, it's nuts. It's already like my daughter and her, her crew. It's already that psychological <laughs> warfare is already starting. You're just like, holy crap. Yeah. And, and I think it comes from like culture and parenting down like they just hear the way things should be and they're more okay with like just saying it like oh you're not doing that right da 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 or oh you're not supposed to wear that you're supposed to wear this because i think girls are told a lot about what they should and shouldn't be yeah. a lot a lot yeah. and so as they're learning how to like fit in with other people they're just telling them how it should and shouldn't be and it ends up really dam- being damaging but this is me going into deep deep stuff <laughs> i probably would have preferred to get into physical fights with girls rather than some of the psychological stuff hey yeah but i don't think it's uh i think it's a stereotype that exists because, for a reason yeah i think it actually is something that you you see because girls if they decide to like if a girl is really 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 gonna fight though like look at the mma fighters they tie their hair to their head so that it's not coming out because you can use it against somebody yeah so all right well let's move on to the second cinema sins video of the week uh speaking of girl fights uh it's bolt i'm just kidding there are no girl fights in bolt i had i had nothing to go off of there uh this is uh chris atkinson and jonathan watkins and yeah, atkinson watkins joint can i just say i love this movie uh, i had never seen it um it, which it i'm really of- surprised because my daughter's you know this came out a little before she was born but it's still it, it was one of those i'm surprised we didn't watch uh, when it's she so was good. younger. I, I love it right up there with the other kind of new era Disney mm-hmm. uh, computer generated stuff mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Frozen Wreck-It or Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Big yeah. Hero 6 yeah. is another great one. Um, it, it stands up there with me. I just think it's 
it's really fun. It's interesting. I will say, I don't feel like the video gave enough love to Rhino. Uh, Rhino is one of the best animated characters of all time. <laughs> there were and, uh, there were comments on that. I think because Chris and I didn't have uh, an attachment to this movie like some people do. That's maybe. the hamster, That's right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, funny. I don't, I don't disagree. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I just, I, I found it wonderfully fun and hilarious, and it's I a think, great premise. And a very great, yeah, that's the thing. It's just a really interesting premise, and it allows for some kind of fun, crazy dog action stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning, which, by the way, is completely appropriately sinned for even if it is a production, like, how is this stuff happening? Like, yeah. You know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's one of those great premises that if you really, it's, you know, like cars or something, like, if you really think about it for a second, uh, some of it falls apart, which is good for right. sinning purposes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not a good movie. Uh, but yeah, the part where yeah, that was one I wrote where he, uh, where I was just watching it and he had his, uh, he had the jaws clenched on the car. Right. And I was trying to think in my mind, like, well, how did they do that? Yeah, how would you even shoot that? Like, and how, still like, make him think that he was doing it himself. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ty, uh, Travolta and Cyrus, I think, actually do really well with the voice work in this. They do. They should never have recorded that song. But... Um, <laughs> Which unfortunately uh, we we could not play, but man, that song is it just just look it's up not the great. ending credits of Bolt. It's not great. Whew. It's been so long since I've watched this movie that I don't know what you're talking about. But now I'll have to go. Oh, their song. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just over the ending credits. And there's a, but the, I would watch the video though. It's better because it's just watching Travolta sing with her is hilarious. But anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Travolta scares me. Why does he scare you? I don't know. <laughs> As he's gotten older, I just find him to be a very disturbing person. Interesting. I don't know. Let's explore. Are you no, sure it's let... not just what he's done to his face? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is that what it is? Is it because he took his face off? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god! Do you remember liking it, though? Back uh, when you saw it back in the day? Do you remember having a good time remember. with it? I don't remember not liking it. I think yeah. it was just like, oh, that was the movie that I watched. But this is another one of those CinemaSins moments where so many people are like just loving that we did this, hating that we did this. I, I think I copied, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about it in the when we talk, get to comments later. I think I copied a run of 10 comments mm-hmm. where it was like, oh my God, my life is complete. Thank you so much. I've been waiting for this for months. My wife and I are cracking up, laughing. Thank you, thank you. And then why have you done this to me? You've just ruined my childhood. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, there were like, a bunch of those. This better just say there are no sins and then end. Yeah. There was yeah, stuff so, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. this entire thing. It's that thing, whole Princess so. and the Frog thing. Like every it movie is, it, has somebody that that was their childhood and it it's the best jam. thing they've ever seen. Yeah. It's just, it is a fascinating thing. But so I will say, I, Chris and I both liked the movie. I mean, you're saying yeah. it was written by two people that enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, it was good. And also talk about like a movie of its time. I mean, James Lipton is one of the voices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I love in the uh, editing notes process. Aaron actually gave us some notes on this one, and I loved after the John Travolta line. Aaron simply just wrote approved. <laughs> <laughs> As the uh, pun master, that would be that, by the way. Yes, that is that's that is great. Uh, I this movie also gave me gave me the phrase. Uh, let's put a pin in that. Uh, comes from this movie. I mean, it mm-hmm. obviously existed before sure, this sure, movie, sure. but it kind of brought it to me, and I have said that so many times since seeing this movie back in the day because uh, I think it's hilarious. 
anyways, I, this is one of my favorite movies. I really enjoy this one. No, I, yeah, so. I think it, it's very good. And if it's one of those, because, you know, around that time, Disney was definitely trying to find itself again. So if this is one you missed and uh, you're a fan of these types of movies, I would definitely recommend it. I got to tell you, what a week. Like, this is really fun. Like, Archer is something I really love. Shazam is something mm-hmm. I really love. Bolt is something I really love. Like, this is like you know content that i've really enjoyed that we're talking about this week which is it's fun because it's like it's a different kind of fun the stuff we love when we sin it than the stuff we hate when we sin it so it's and you really like uh you like smoke boobs so right yeah of course who doesn't who doesn't like to smoke a good boob like uh wait that's not how that works (laughs) that's That's not how that works that's not what was in the i apologize nope Apologize nope. for that deeply. <laughs> it's okay. And immensely. And it's a good thing HR is already in the room from our earlier conversation. <laughs> They're making notes in the corner. <laughs> They're making notes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, Music Video Sin's second video of the week. Uh, this is a Friday thing now. Music from behind is a thing. We are taking, I don't know, the questions you never asked about the artist that you love and asking them and making up uh, beautiful, fun Obviously, very real stories about uh, what happens to these artists. This one was uh, why you can't understand Ariana Grande when mm-hmm. she sings. Uh, this is fun. There's a running gag in the music video sins. It's been from almost the get go because I mean Ariana Grande has been been basically around since music video sins started, um, and it stayed very popular. And there's the Ariana Grande school of diction. Um, right. Yeah. It's just a running gag in the music video sins uh, universe. Right. And so um, that's kind of where this originates from. Uh, just it's like the way the, uh, she sings, the way she pronounces things. It's just, it's just, it's, it's interesting. It's like TV sins, the Rick on Stark, you know, school yeah. of running away yeah, from things. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, clicked this, watched it, loved it, and then immediately went to the comments to find um, how other people were feeling because they loved the first behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying it wrong. Music from behind so much. And so... Same thing in this situation. There was just so much love. Um, And I found another comment uh, that I'm going to do now. Go for it. Okay. Because it's just I like how you found a way to get these comments in here. Thank you. I've been working on (laughs) it. I love it. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay. So Angel369301 says, oh my God, as soon as the sleep songing thing came on, I'm like, wait, let me check and see if this is fake. So I went back like I did last time and here are all the jokes that came before this person realized that this was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jeanine a bottle, Anna by Uh her friends, Tim Buckethead, Nelson, Broadway (laughs) musical finger licking good, played an extra crispy chicken leg. These are all things this person was just okay with thinking were real. Uh, I'm not, and I'm skipping over anything that was visual. Right, you know, yeah. there's visual it, jokes too. Yeah. There's so much stuff. Like there's like a fake family that's there, and you know. Yeah. Anyway, um, old racist Native American statues. Mm-hmm. Uh, still did not get it. They still didn't get it when uh, they all fled the theater. When they replaced, when she was replaced on stage by Savannah Gorgolaganos, <laughs> who became Selena Gomez. Uh, still, uh, the, the Okahonka, Oka Florida. <laughs> And then mom finishing a nightly box of rosé. Yeah. I totally support this segment, by the way. I think you should definitely <laughs> research this every time we do one of these. I, I just this can't. so funny. How do you not stop? I mean, stuff like Genie in a Bottle. Like, I will I will say, like, if, I mean, I knew that was Christina Aguilera, but I'm just saying, like, if you're not, if you're not a huge yes. fan of a lot of these pop artists, I mean, that could easily just slip past you. You might not even hear it. 
Sure, but uh, these, but yeah, you know, but like, the plate of finger plate of chicken leg. Yeah, right, I think that an would extra um, crispy chicken leg. So great, and like the visuals that are going along with it is the you know a super you know svelte model that has white hair and like a mustache that looks like Colonel Sanders, but yeah. it's, you know clearly not. So anyway, I I will as long as these comments exist. Yes, Jonathan, I will bring it back. Nice, it is great. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta give a shout out to, there's always at least one joke in these that I just can't stop giggling about. And in this one, it's, uh, Yuani Igati. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. The yoga. <laughs> <laughs> the whole part of her finding this particular yoga pose that allowed her to find sleep like she was in the womb. And then she had to pull her hair up into a uh-huh. ponytail to yeah. maintain it. It was just brilliant. I loved that so much. I like she could only move in an 18 inch diameter. <laughs> yeah. That oh had me my cracking gosh. up. Yeah. <sighs> well done, Barrett. This is good stuff. Oh, this also, is well a, done on yeah, the voiceover, a, too. I like to see how, like, uh, these, uh, you know, the channels are uh, branching off. And uh, this yeah. is a great kind of, uh, like, a, I'm trying to think. Of, I can't think of the word. Maybe branching brilliant. off. Brilliant. As good as word as any. It's brilliant. Expansion. Expansion, yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. It's it's great stuff. Well, there you go. Uh, those are all the Sins videos for the week. Five of them, soon to be six a week. So uh, it's going to be lots of fun content. And you wonder why we don't talk about the podcast hey, too. Hey, we're still only we're still trying to get into an hour. We're just going to have no, to only like. No, we've two- submitted to ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we have fully submitted to ninety minutes. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, some keeping tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay, we're going to try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. All right, let's, uh, let's each pick... 
two tabs that we can remember having open from the week uh, that we might uh, want to talk about those interesting searches. Uh, we'll just kind of go around the horn. Danae, why don't you kick us off? Awesome. Well, since I didn't write on anything this week, I don't have any. So instead, I'm going to talk about one that I was going to look up because it confused me. Oh, I like this. I like Is this okay? a lot. Yeah, no, I like this a lot. Okay. Uh, so this one comes from Archer. Uh, a comment said from Tate Avant said, I'm a big Archer fan, but I have never understood the whole Johnny Bench call joke. Can mm. someone please explain? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, it's it's dirty. Okay. So, uh, so just be aware that the HR is the, the HR is making notes. Did you not right look now. it up, Danae? No, I didn't. I decided oh. not to because I thought, well, I'll just. I have yet to meet someone who got it without looking it up. Yeah, oh, I think no. I had to look it up. I'll, I'll let Aaron. I, I definitely had to look it up. I didn't get it without looking it up. Uh, I know when Chris talked about it, he didn't get it without mm-hmm. looking it up. The idea is the full joke is Johnny Bench called. He wants his catcher's mitt back. Okay. And the catcher's mitt is in relation to a saggy vagina. So, wow. Wow, this is a conversation <laughs> I never saw us having. And so it's in reference to his a, mother. His mother's. Johnny Bench called and he wants his mom's vagina? He wants his catcher's mitt back. In other words, her vagina looks like a catcher's mitt. But the so joke old. definitely works better if you just say Johnny Bench called. If you go to the extreme catcher's with that, mitt. it's not, you know, you're just going to be like, ugh. <laughs> so somebody's upset that a vagina is aging naturally? <laughs> yes, thank you. Well, okay. Yes, today. Okay, well. <laughs> That's a disappointing conversation to the, have. <laughs> the, the HR rep is scribbling furiously in the corner right now. So. <laughs> Can you imagine if we really had somebody But the reason here? he says it the first time, though, is because he walks in on his mother pleasing herself. Oh. So it's kind yeah. of a, you know, and so it's like he's very disturbed. But as Chris said, on the when we talked about this on the Sincast, he's also Archer. So right. he has to say something. Right. And then I can't even remember why he says it the second time. I don't remember what the... He's trying to diffuse the erection he got while Oh, that's right. He gets an erection while... Yeah, that's right. (laughs) When he finds out his mom's going to get shot. This just reminds me. Sometimes you watch something and you forget very key moments. Like, the things I remember about Archer was he was clever. He was handsome. He walked into a... A, a laundry place to get into the secret place. Uh-huh. I forgot all the rest of it. <laughs> My guess is somebody involved in the writing on Archer thinks Sigmund Freud is an idiot and um, <laughs> yeah. plays up on that a lot. Well, I will say that thank you for saving me that search, Aaron. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Our friendship continues to go to really interesting new places. Listen, you ask a question. I had the answer to that question. I gave you the answer to the question. That's I all there is that. to it. I learned my lesson. Uh, uh, keeping tabs, your turn. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go next? Um, yeah, this is kind of a, a, a weird take on this, but uh, I did think it was worth mentioning because I didn't have a whole lot of weird stuff I looked up, but um, on Bolt... Um, for one of the outtakes, I wanted to do James Lipton. There's a for those of you who don't know who James Lipton is. He used to host the show. I don't know if it's still on or not, but it's called Inside the Actor Studio. It was really huge. I well, as huge as a show like that can be. I would say like late aughts. Yeah, uh, it around the time Bolt into came the, out. Yeah, it entered into the pop culture consciousness. Yeah, that's for, for sure. sure. And uh, and he w- there was this questionnaire, and I don't have this information in front of me. I can't remember what the questionnaire is called, but it's some questionnaire that he had and it was this list of questions that he would always ask the actors Um, yeah and one of those on there was you know like um when you get to heaven you know what do you what do you want 
what do you want God to say to you or whatever? If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the yes, pearly gates? Exactly. And so I wanted to have an outtake over the character that James Lipton is voicing asking that question or one of those questions. Yeah. It is impossible to find a quality recording of Inside the Actor's Studio. Oh, it wow, always that amazes me. me what you can't find online. Because wow. everything is out there, right? Yeah. And so whenever you look for something and you can't find it, it just it drives me crazy. I ended up actually having to use uh, Will Ferrell impersonating Doing the imitation, James yeah. So the questionnaire that he would use is called the Pivot Questionnaire. Yes. And it came from a, a French series, uh, and the host's last name was Pivot. Um, Danae, have you ever heard these questions? Do you know anything about Inside the Actor Studio? I, I do remember watching it, but I don't remember the question specifically. Uh, so there are 10 questions. What is your favorite word? Boobs. What, <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Vagina. What, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? HR in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> what, turn, what turns you off? HR in the corner. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word? Boobs. What sound or noise do you love? <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Yes. What profession would you not like to do? That one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Sweet Jesus, she's here. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought this up now. That was amazing. <laughs> was it? Because I was terrified the entire time. I have another question. What is our profession? Like, and that, I never really thought about that until you asked that question. I, we are comedy writers. Yeah, we are comedy, comedy writers, writers is okay, what I would say. That. So You're also a podcaster. I'm podcasters. Content, content creators. We're, we are uh, renaissance content. people. <laughs> we corral content. To be fair, I might not understand what renaissance means. <laughs> All right. Uh, my turn. Yes. For uh, keeping tabs. Uh, so I I Googled best way to carry nunchucks mm -hmm. um, because there were the bully was carrying the nunchucks <laughs> in Shazam in his back pocket. And I couldn't think of a worse place to carry nunchucks than your back pocket. Like there's no way you can sit down anywhere. Right. So I had actually originally uh, written a sin on this that rightfully got cut from the script. <laughs> But, I was going to uh, say, I don't remember this. I one. see where no, this no, no. is going, I think. Uh, so I had, uh, I had, you know, Googled, you know, best way to carry nunchucks to see if there was a better, funnier way to, you know, carry them or something like that. But I ended up not being able to find much. But I did end up making a joke that I was sad that got cut in that uh, because at the end of that nunchuck sin, I said, I'm just mad because the word nunchucks reminds me we're 30 minutes in and I still haven't seen Zachary Levi because he, of course, was Chuck mm -hmm. in the TV show Chuck. So nunchucks. <laughs> I did not know where that was going. <laughs> I like how Jonathan corrected us. I was like, I didn't actually see this one. Well, I just, I just thought he was nunchucks in the back. I love but that we have a place to reprise the jokes that we wanted to live. <laughs> That's right. Because this one works better, like us talking about it, yes. I think. I like Any weapon, though, right? I mean, like, it's weird to me when, like, cops put guns in their pants. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. Or, like, well, a knife? Have, yeah, it is difficult, I would think, to, like, sit down and eat. Or whatever. I've Maybe actually watched police sit officers down. sit down, and it's really it's it's terribly uncomfortable looking because you have to kind of like you have this whole belt of mm -hmm. just destruction mm -hmm. that you have to be so careful yeah. with. Yeah, only cops and Batman know what's that what that's like. Where is the best place to keep nunchucks? Um, I would guess in a in their own case, probably, or in your front pocket like if holster? you have a big enough pocket. Yeah, or just like hold a holster. Them. 
They need a holster. You need a holster. That's the thing. He should have just been holding him when holding those when he got out of the the vehicle. (laughs) Like, like there's no reason he would have them in his hand. They would have been in the vehicle somewhere, but he would have had to go back in the vehicle and get them. Mm -hmm. Why is he bringing them out of the vehicle? They're expensive. I I don't know. It was just it was it was very convenient nunchucks, and I just you know wanted to make convenient note of that. nunchucks are convenient. Yes, exactly. Jonathan, you got another one? Yes, Aaron. I do have another one. <laughs> <laughs> the only other one I had was from Archer, and it was um, the flight attendant has the flight attendant that he is uh, uh, shagging or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. Uh, she has a dog and. I, I, so I wanted to know if flight attendants could carry dogs on a plane. And this was also from a sin that we ended up not using. Correct. Because Chris rightfully so was like, well, maybe she could carry a dog on a plane. But like, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I thought that was ridiculous. And um, I don't know why. I mean, I guess it's not. But I just like, where do they put the dog? You know, Man, people take so many animals on planes. Did you write the joke about the dog not living because of being shipped on a plane? In packing foam. Oh, for Bolt, I did. Yeah, where he's okay. in the where he's in the the container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's nowhere there's he couldn't breathe. By the way, I thought that was brilliant. Well, because he would have been dead. Yeah, and that would have been a very sad movie. Would have been. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would have. I'm also yes. pretty sure I wrote the one I about agree. him ending up with Dog a cocaine problem. Dog death is sad. Dog death is something that would make me cry. I agree. <laughs> Uh, mine, uh, other one, my other one comes from that same scene as well. Are you about to talk about the ping pong paddle moment? I am about to talk about the ping pong, uh, paddle moment because... I laughed so hard at that. I, I searched what kind of mark would spanking someone with a ping pong paddle make? Uh, I just wanted to, you know, make sure... Your Google search is <laughs> shameful. Well, because but it has the handle on it. How, how are you spanking someone where it's making a mark with the handle? Uh, you're not wrong, and I also love how you crafted the joke to be where Jeremy's like, and I do this for you. That's right. I just paused this just for you this guys. This was for you that I researched this. Um, as somebody, I think in the comments was like, well, she could have slept on it. And that's where the mark came from. Yeah, Aaron. And I'm like, no, that is not what the show is indicating. <laughs> that is not what they're saying. They're it's saying more... they had weird ping pong paddle sex and you know it. <laughs> it's more likely <laughs> that they wake up with like, I don't know, a spoon or something. Like they right. fell asleep eating something and then like they... Okay, I've done that before. I was going to say, is this from your life, Danae? I feel like you're telling a personal story. The part where you mentioned the handle was on there, though. Yeah. That was the part that killed me. Yeah. Yep. Why is the handle on there? These are the questions that we ask. These are the questions. For you. For you. All right, let's move on then. Uh, Let's get on to the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, we're going to do the comment section. And really cool, thank you so much for your direct questions. You're getting us at the email. Uh, that is behindthesinspod at gmail.com. Behindthesinspod at gmail.com. Whoever has behindthesins at gmail.com, um, probably going to get a few, few emails every once in a while. Probably. <laughs> Don't know who that is. But uh, behind the scenes pod, if you want to get through to us. So we're going to ask, we're going to answer, I should say, a couple of those questions you've sent us. But we also still do want to highlight some comments. So uh, each of us is going to pick one comment. Jonathan, why don't you go first? Um, Something, I guess, uh, wrote, Welp, you managed to murder 3% of my childhood, which that was really (laughs) specific. That is so specific. I know. I was like, what's the... 
what's the other 97% we can, we can ruin and let us know how that is such a great estimate because most people would over exaggerate that, Mm -hmm. but a movie, of course it's, I mean, 3% is a lot of your childhood for one movie, especially if you know, did you you obsessively watch a a movie when you were a kid? Of Of course. course. Maybe this was their, that was the one I know, but I'm saying most people would go like you murdered 70, 70% of my childhood. And it's like, what did you not eat? Did you not have friends? Did you not, you know, have a home? Oh, that, that you was lived the, in? the the Ghostbusters. Um, when you know, because heaven forbid we have female Ghostbusters. When uh, when we discovered how sad a lot of uh, our world was when that movie got announced, um, there were a lot of guys saying, you know, like, oh, you've ruined my childhood. And I, I there was a I don't know who wrote the tweet, but it was a it was a great tweet of just that basically summed up like, uh, you know, if this ruins your childhood, then um, I'm really sorry for your child, basically. Like, what did you <laughs> yeah. not do anything else other than watch Ghostbusters? Right, exactly. And be offended by females? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a well, really I mean, good one. Well, I mean, Danae, to be fair, I mean, I mean, it's females. Come on. I'm, like, super offensive. <laughs> that's why boobs is, like, a curse word, you know? And then I think you might have mentioned this one, but a partially peeled potato, which I absolutely love that uh, YouTube name. Uh, Cinema Sins ruins a perfectly good childhood movie cliche. Yeah. I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, All right, I'll go next. Uh, This one comes from, I'm going to say, Guelph Racing. Guelph Racing. Uh, And I don't even know what video this was on. But as I was scrolling down, I read this comment from Guelph that says, Hey, random person scrolling down the comments. Have a wonderful day, smiley face. Uh, <laughs> and the best thing is it had like 200, thumb, you know, like likes on it. And I was just like, yes, yeah. I love this. This is wonderful. And that happens on Imager a lot where somebody will post like a, a, a gif of like a nice, calm, serene scene uh-huh. and says, hello, traveler. Take a moment and relax. Uh-huh. And like has all these people that love it because you're just watching this beautiful kind of like nature moment. Yeah, so. it just snaps you out of your mindless yeah. scrolling. You yes. know, it's just like one of those things. Oh, there's oh, a whole world out there. You care about me? <laughs> Thanks. So I like that one. Danae, what about you? What's your comment? Uh, I picked one from Shazam uh, from Emil Davidson, who said, "I." This was in reference to um, Shazam being hit by the bus. I've driven in Philadelphia a lot, and I can tell you with 100% certainty that bus hitting the guy in the road without stopping is accurate. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I actually wrote a sin in Shazam. There's a moment where he saves the oldest foster sister from being hit by a dump truck. And I had written a sin about how inconsiderate that driver was because that driver doesn't touch the brakes, doesn't honk, just keeps on barreling through, and he can obviously see her like in the movie you can see his line of sight can see her and he doesn't even touch the brakes it's just like yeah so that one got cut but you know i'm just saying accurate philly you know drivers are portrayed Uh, emil according to the comments will back you up back me up all the way on that uh all right let's get to the questions from you uh this one comes to us from ireland uh this is from jen in ireland should i try it in an irish accent nope If HR wasn't in the corner? Nope. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, hello. I wish I could do an accent oh, like it's that. It's one of my favorite accents. Oh, it's beautiful. I know. Yeah, it is such a beautiful accent. There is one story that was told on one of my favorite podcasts called The Moth, and it's from somebody who lives in Ireland, and I just, I love the story, and I love the person telling it, and I just would listen to it over and over again. It's so like, great, Wishing isn't it? that I could 
make my mouth do stuff. <laughs> All right. Hello, CinemaSins B team. Loving the new podcast. The three of you have such great chemistry. Thanks. My question comes from noticing that David F. Sandberg, the director of Shazam, tweeted a photo of himself watching the Sins video of Shazam. He seemed to really get the spirit of the channel and was having fun with it. We've heard from Jeremy, Barrett, and Chris regarding knowing that directors follow your channel. How do you three feel about this? Is it something you even think about? Who would be your favorite director to interact with? Keep up the great work, and I hope I get to see you all at Sin Week. Woo! Are you going to come in from Sin Week? Will, uh, you, are, will you be offended if I just ask you to say a whole bunch of words <laughs> and teach me how to talk like you? Uh, it'd, be, it'd be funny. It says, best wishes from Ireland, Jen. It'd be funny if she actually was born in the Bronx right? and just has been in Ireland for a couple months. <laughs> Still teach me your accent and know that I am not trying to be offensive. I just love learning. Uh, yeah, we hope to see you at Sin Week as well. And yeah, so David Sandberg, uh, uh, as mentioned, tweeted that photo of himself. Uh, what is your answer to this question, guys? How do you feel about this? Um, I know I'm, I'm good with it. I mean, I, I don't know why I would be offended. You know. Well, you know, she she again, and I mentioned this, you know, a little bit earlier. She seems to, seems to think that David gets the spirit of the channel mm-hmm. and is having fun. And but, do you get nervous about it? Do you feel like it's more likely that a director is going to hate us than like us? Oh. Like in general, um, you know, kind of how do we feel about that? Yeah, I've gotten to where I don't really think about it. Like when I'm, especially like when I'm writing the script and getting, I'm I'm more just thinking about getting the product out there. Mm-hmm. Um. I know after it hits sometimes, like, I'll think about maybe things I wrote. And, and to be fair, like, uh, one of the things we really try not to do is just be, like, mean. That's right. why all my jokes get cut. <laughs> oh. I'm um, getting it. But if we, try we not do, to be it's better. If, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a difference between roast mean mm-hmm. and just being mean. And I think that's the difference sometimes you're going to see if there's a great roast style joke that, mm-hmm. you know, says somebody's a bad actor or, you know, like we'll say stuff like, um, you know, uh, for a movie director, such and such really is a good skier or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of joke or whatever. That's that's like a roast style joke mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying you suck. You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's that's kind of where the difference comes in, I think, a little bit. I don't think it makes me nervous as much as I, I hope that the guys who've been doing this for longer, since I'm so new, I don't know, have a lot of experience to kind of draw from. So I guess technically this is the first time it's happened since I've been on the team. And I think mine is more like, oh, God, I hope that the guys are feeling OK about it because. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I kind of have that. Like too. My heart is for the team because I know how passionate they are about this medium and they know that they love movies and I love that they love everything about film and so that's what i get nervous about not necessarily not necessarily that it's being watched by people but that whatever the ramifications are you know of the attention being kind of brought our way well and i love stuff too like one of my favorite i think well i mean chris mckay he did the lego batman movie and i think when that video was released he tweeted it out saying oh this is awesome you know cinema sins is doing my movie uh, the Christopher McQuarrie was really interesting, too, where there were, uh, I don't know if it was fans of ours or people that didn't like us, I can't remember at this point, but were, were uh, tweeting the link to him for Mission Impossible, uh, I believe it was the last one, uh, yeah, Fallout. Fallout, and yeah. um, there were some people being pretty mean in the comments and stuff, and he actually said, whoa, 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 like, this is ridiculous, like, you know, I have no problem with this, and you know, leave yeah. them alone. And then even made the joke like, uh, you know, uh, he took three cents off for the video or something like that. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I love stuff like that. I mean, obviously that's great. And then some of them obviously don't like us. And um, but no, I mean, I don't. But but if we're if the question is like while we're writing, do I like contemplate whether or not like this director is going to look at it or this actor? I, I just I, yeah, that doesn't really cross my mind because my gut tells me the majority of them don't see it. I, I totally agree. Uh, for the most part, my answer is no. I yeah. don't even think about that. My my thought is for you. I want to make you smile. I want to yeah. make you laugh. I want to give you a good time. That is my key goal. Who would be some of your favorite directors to interact with? Did you guys have an answer to that? Oh, man. I you know I have been privileged enough to actually have conversations with some of my favorite oh, directors um, because of the awards every year. and that kind of, In fact, my conversation with Damien Chazelle was... It'll be a highlight of my life. Um, and so like those kind of people, I would I would love if I knew Damien Chazelle had seen the La Land, La La Land video, which actually the, the, the very first sins I ever wrote mm-hmm. are in that video and uh, and enjoyed it, got a smile from it. And that's what I said to David, too. Like, that's my whole thing. Like, I hope we made you smile like that's mm-hmm. at the end of the day. That's what it's about. I hope, you know, that. It, it can all be in good fun, you know, that you're having a good time with it. Um, so, yeah. So Damien Chazelle, uh, you know, Ryan Coogler, a lot of these young directors would be really fun to, you know, know that they were into it. Cool. Yeah. My, my answer is almost always Shane Black. And he's not necessarily my favorite. Oh, yeah. He's not necessarily my favorite director. Uh, he is one of my favorite writers of all time. But um, I really like his work. And he's directed some great movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, The Nice Guys. Uh, but I just, he's just one, I just feel like, like, I feel like we would get along. So I think that's why he's yeah. the one that always pops in my head. Um, I also wrote down Rennie Harlan just because I've heard like interviews with him and stuff. And he just seems like a, a crazy and insane person. So, uh, that's always fun. Uh, yeah. And then John Carpenter is just one of my all time favorites. Oh, that'd be fun too. Today, yeah. what about you? Who's, who, do you have ever even considered, like the big movie makers or, you know, hearing the things you write and. Um, uh, thankfully, whatever I write is just part of a soup and you never know unless you <laughs> love it. And then I'll tell you that it was me. Um, <laughs> I think that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. And the other thing, which I know we've referenced multiple times and we'll continue to do so, is I forget the names of actors. I forget the names of directors. And I don't really think about it much as far as like what a director is doing because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm the person that just consumes the media. Sure, yeah. So I think my mind is sort of starting to shift. I'm very and I'm in the early stages of like <laughs> shifting into this new person. So um, I, the first name that came to my mind as far as one of the only people that I can think of whenever this person directs something, I I actually really enjoyed it. Is is uh, Whedon? Josh, oh, Josh, Josh, yeah, Josh yeah, Josh yeah, yeah, great answer. Is it Sweden or Jaw? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's Joss. Whedon. Whedon. That's right. I like Joss Whedon. Um, I think the first thing that he did was it. Did he do Firefly? He did. I loved Firefly so much. Yeah. He did Buffy and, then, and uh, he, he did Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel mm-hmm. before I that. And then of course he worked Buffy. on a lot of. Uh, like he he wrote on Alien Resurrection and um, didn't he have something to do with Toy Story? Yeah, that I was just gonna say that yeah. he was he's he is credited as a co-writer of the original Toy Story. Yeah. Oh, well then I guess that's my first one technically. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and I remember I think when he did well, obviously he got involved involved in Avengers. I think at one point in time, mm-hmm. and then yes. there was another one with Star Trek. No, you're thinking J.J. J. Abrams. Okay, I think, okay. Star Trek. 
I don't think Joss Whedon has ever been involved no, with Star no, Trek. No, okay. no, he hasn't. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. he did work. He directed the first two Avengers movies and wrote. And I, I think we, at the time I was on Sif Pop More, which is Aaron's other pop culture podcast, and was listening to more of the commentary about how it takes a very specific, uh, special and specific kind of skill set to come bring together a massive cast mm-hmm. and how he was really equipped and talented at doing that in a way where everyone felt like they had screen time, but then also it moves the storyline doesn't just feel like, yeah, and he here's another appearance and yeah. here's another appearance and here's another appearance. Well, and I think, yeah, TV, so. I mean, I mean, really talented like TV producers and directors have got to be and writers. I mean, that would be my first choice for something like that, just because they, you know, they handle a lot of multiple character ensemble. You know, they handle a lot of ensembles. Um, some would argue though the MCU movies have become too much like television shows, but yeah, you know, well, yeah. some would argue about everything. <laughs> and at the end of the day, that's kind of the thing, right? And I really appreciate this question. You know, I, I think it's really exciting to know that there are directors and fans and so many who love us. And I think at the end of the day, that's where I land in the optimistic view, which is I I really do think the haters are a very small portion of uh, the movie loving audience. So. So, yeah, so it's it's definitely an interesting journey. There's some sort of proverb about when you shine light on the weeds, they grow. <laughs> I thought you were doing a William Shatner impersonation there for a second. That was interesting. Really? Oh, thank you. <laughs> When you shine... No, I just go into Christopher Walken. I can't help it. Uh, Second question from you. This is from Tom uh, via the email address again. Hey, guys. Loving the podcast so far. The behind-scenes stuff of your universe has been really interesting to listen to. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Uh, Feedback question I thought could be fun to answer on the show. Which do you find more enjoyable to sin? Bad movies where you can really tear into the stupidity or good movies where you have to be more creative and why? Personally, I usually find the bad movies funnier to watch, especially when Jeremy gets angry. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for all the laughs. Uh, this is a great question. Uh, I have a very strong answer. I much prefer to send stuff I love. And I don't know why that is. I think there's because I know, like, probably my um, my naive optimist brain just loves the idea that you know you can poke fun at something you really enjoy and when it's something i don't like uh i know that i'm being a little more serious <laughs> mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. where and so then i'm like trying to go okay just don't be don't be mean don't be you know make good points and and make people laugh and give them a good smile but you're not here to destroy something you are here to have a good time and i it's harder for me to remind myself of that when it's something i actively hate <laughs> well and i think just watching a good movie is more enjoyable so I yeah, mean, we're totally. watching the movie as we write the script. So I just prefer to watch something I like. Um, I will say if it's going to be bad, though, really bad is better. You know, just I like agree. just like just watching a movie. I mean, middle of the road is always probably the worst. Yeah. Where it's I'm just kind of dull and there's just not yeah. a lot going on. I was just thinking like the two there's one that's upcoming that I'm mad that I have to watch and I can't tell you what it is yet, but one that's a similar feel is, um, the handmaid's tale. Mm -hmm. I, I was not having a good time. I was hating it, but that would be like more middle of the road. Whereas maybe like a bad movie would be, you know, one of those old cheesy sci-fi ones from like the eighties where it's just Mm -hmm. bad because it's, it's just bad. And those are kind of even fun because they're bad. Yeah. Um, where you That's can find, best case scenario. Where you can find like, 
you know, the sins are just coming easy because it's just it's ridiculous because they're right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I haven't, we haven't done one of those yet for this channel. I've like, I've been a guest on podcasts before where the whole point is to talk about a horrible movie, but, but I agree with Aaron in that there's something about like when you're enjoying yourself and the sins kind of come, you're in like a lighter mood. Whereas for example, what happened with Handmaid's Tale, it's like, I'm soured. I'm mm-hmm. not having a good time and I'm soured. My mood is soured. And so it's harder for me to find a, a place for my brain to go to find an entertaining way right. to tell my personal story through the narrator's voice mm-hmm. of what I'm feeling. And yeah. so that's that that becomes well said. so much more difficult from an emotional perspective because you really have to like, I almost have to watch it just to watch it to get it done. And then I have to watch it again and again multiple times just to pull my head out of my ass and like try to actually watch something right. from from like a neutral perspective. Well, and to yeah. be fair, you never really know what the experience is going to be like. Even if you've seen the movie before, you, I mean, you know, when you watch the movie originally, you're, you're not thinking about this or you haven't seen it in a long time. So you never really know what the experience writing on it's going to be like. I would say nine times out of 10, the movies I enjoy end up being better experiences. But occasionally the bad movies, like The Snowman was one of my favorite ones to work on um, as far as like just had a fun time because that movie is insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah you, did you we both worked on that on one that? as well. Yeah. Yeah. We both wrote on yeah. that. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's really bad. Like probably one of the worst movies I've at least one of the worst studio films I've ever seen. Well, and I am fresh off a CinemaSins script of a movie that I think is terrible, yeah. but it is terrible. And, and I think the video comes out next week. Um, but it is terrible in a way that is best case scenario terrible, like you were talking about, Danae, where it feels fun because it's just so bad. And it's just there is something fun about like figuring out ways to word that, jokes to say about that, that kind of stuff. The worst case scenario of a terrible movie is it's terrible in a way that is dark or depressing or mm-hmm. mediocre. Like mediocre terrible is the worst kind of movie to sin because it, or TV show or TV show because or any kind of content, because it's one of those things where you could say the same thing over and over and over again. It's, you know, how many how many different ways can you say this is boring or how many different ways can you say this is pretentious? Um, so and, and I know I, I know people, including myself, really like the first season of True Detective. But our True Detective video was kind of that way where it's like, how many different ways can we just say this is just, you know, boring and pretentious? You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was one where I remember starting that and thinking, oh, man, I kind of wish we had picked something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we even had that conversation afterwards. Well, and maybe we'll learn our lesson eventually. You know, maybe, maybe we'll quit maybe. picking True Detective and Handmaid's well, Tale and, well, and the do, one that. Yeah, I was going to say I do think. Well, yeah, we. I mean, I mean, well, Handmaid's Tale is such a popular thing, though. I mean, that, that's the thing that yeah. one made sense. But yeah, but I definitely think True Detective probably kept us away from things that we might have tried to do otherwise. Uh, thank you for those questions, guys. Mm-hmm. Again, you can email us behind the sins pod at gmail.com. All right, let's finish this thing off. Let's go beyond the sins. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. 
Uh, let's talk about something else in the mm-hmm. area of pop culture that you guys are checking out. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off? I have two things. Ooh. Because I can't follow the rules. No, you can't. Okay, well, one is actually not like a pop culture thing, but it's this thing I think is super cool and you guys might like it. It's uh, it's something you can get on like Amazon or something. It's 18 bucks. You know the things like you glue onto the back of phones and then you can... Are you going to talk about your eye ring? Yes. Yeah. But if I said eye ring, I felt like people would think I had a piercing and so I just wanted to kind <laughs> no, of describe it a little bit first. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways that you can hold on to your phone without like worry, but, uh, I've had an eye ring on the back of my phone for like five or six years and it's never, it's loosened up a little bit, uh, from being able to like, um, hold your phone up so you can watch TV or what or TV, your screen, um, or stream stuff or whatever. But I have hated it in another way because with the wireless charging technology it won't come off but they make a new one now where you can actually slide the eye ring off of your phone and then it's it's flush against your phone so you can also wirelessly charge and then when you're done you just slide the ring back on oh nice so i really thought i don't think i'm the only one that's gonna love this i didn't want to tell my friends on behind the scenes about it so so this is different than a pop socket in the sense that it actually attaches to you yeah, it's a you. It's, you, a, ring. it's a ring. You oh, slide it's over actually your a ring. Finger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've uh, got one of these as well, and uh, I've used mine for the last couple of years. I remember I got one when Danae showed me, and I got a like a off brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it like loosened up almost immediately, yeah. like where it wouldn't stay because it it rotates in different ways. Right. So you, you can, can spin the ring around in different ways because it has like a stand that you can stick the ring into yes. those kind of things. So I have a car thing for it. You can- I've loved this. The brand is called Aux, A-A-U-X-X. And I, anyways, I highly recommend it. That was going to be my quick little behind, beyond. I will just say the only thing I don't like about it is that it does this eye naming thing that is synonymous with Apple. And it's like, it's a full mobile product. So like, I think people would think it maybe it's It's just an Apple product. But the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about, I I got some positive feedback about like games that I've recommended. And so I'm going to talk about one of the only games that I've managed to keep on my phone for the last several years. And it's called Polytopia. I've actually talked about it on Sif Pop before. Um, so forgive me if you've listened to that. You're like, but I still love this game. This is like one of those sort of like a Minecraft type game uh, from the from like back in the day, like from the 90s. No, Warcraft. I'm sorry. Warcraft game where you start off on a map and you're like this village and the whole map is um, like blacked out or whatever. And you have to explore to find um you know resources and fight the other people and take over their city but it's a mobile version and it's really fun to play so it comes with i think four different tribes already unlocked and then you can pay like 99 cents for the extra which i have a bunch of free money from google because i take their uh uh, surveys on yeah. their app. If you don't have the app, Google Opinion Rewards, get that because then they just give you free money for answering survey questions. And so mm-hmm. then you can use that to buy games unless you're Apple product and then that won't work for you. But anyway, so Polytopia is super fun. It's bright and colorful and you can actually play other people if you want to get into battles uh, with other people. So I, it, my code for who I am is stupid long. So maybe I can like share it on Discord or Twitter or something like that if you guys want to play. But anyways, those are my, I guess, three things I've mentioned. (laughs) The Ox Eye Ring, super, super great. Polytopia, the app game, super, super great. And um, also Google Opinion Rewards for free money. Okay, bye. (laughs) All right, Jonathan, what do you got? 
Um, so I took my daughter and a friend of hers to see uh, Dora and the Lost City of Gold this weekend, and that has got to be – well, first off, I was surprised she even wanted to see it. Uh, she's eight years old. She hasn't watched Dora in like probably three or four years. Sure, yeah. Um, but I guess because it's live action and it's teenager – Maybe that had some more interest to her. I don't know. But uh, I took her and her friend. And I'm telling you right now, man, that movie is legit. That is legit so Legit bad? So no hilarious. good. Really? That, yeah. That is. I, I'm so glad you're talking. I saw your tweet. Yeah. I, tell, me, tell me how this movie is any good. It, <laughs> <laughs> or it's not like Frank Kemp just got on this show. Um, <laughs> no, it, um, it, it's. It's like it's just it's well done. I mean, it's it's so great. well written. Um, it's That's very great. clever. Uh, it's very funny. It does a very good job at kind of playing around with the way that the cartoon is um, in in a fun way, like not in a mean spirited way, but it kind of pokes fun at at some of the stuff, like her talking to the camera and uh, and like the 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 fictional like the the animals that talk and the backpack and all that kind of stuff. It plays around with a lot of that in a really fun way. Um, especially I think for people that grew up watching that, which I mean, I can't ever say I was really a fan of it. I was, I wasn't a kid when it first came out, but I've watched it a lot with my daughter. So I'm very aware of like the, what's going on in it. So it does a good job there. It's just, it's a really interesting, it's a fun story. It kind of reminded me of Jumanji, the last Jumanji movie where you just kind of had like this fun adventure story. But here's the question. Here's my question. Um, does Swiper actually do swiping? He like, does. Is that okay? Uh, and he All is right. voiced by Benicio sure. del Toro. <laughs> he doesn't play a huge part in it, but no, they they actually do incorporate like some of the characters, like some of the animals and stuff into it. Like Boots is in it. Boots is adorable. Like Boots is a really cool like CG creation. But the big thing about it, I think more than anything though, Isabella Monaire. This is this probably I probably haven't felt this since like seeing like Happy uh, Death Day, but like. Uh, watching like an actress just kind of come out of nowhere. Um, yeah, she's gonna do something. She's great. Um, she like Very she cool. gives a full on performance. Nice. Um, and it's it's really good. And I think also I think that's partly why this movie works is because they actually. I mean, it's fun, it's lighthearted and all that kind of stuff, but but they do take it seriously. Like, they're not, it's it's not like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge kind of thing. Like, I mean, they actually tell a story, and um, and also, and it's very diverse. I mean, I, I didn't even think about it until I got to the theater, the, the large amount of, like, um, Hispanic audience members that were there. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm sure that's a big thing, to have, like, this kind of uh, a character... Uh, in a big budget, you know, big, big release. And it's actually like, it's good. Like it's, it's, it's really well done. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 is the maps voice a little less annoying? Like that was always the thing about doors. Whenever the map would come on, I could not leave it on. Even if my kids (laughs) were, I'd be like, sorry guys. I mean, the map is talking and we're gone. Um, I will say the map doesn't play a huge part into it as far as like the, there there is like, uh, I don't want to give away too much. There is a moment in the movie where, it goes a little like off script and it shows some of like those types of characters and it's, it's a great moment, but, uh, but you don't really hear that voice a lot. So really swiper and boots are kind of the only, okay. Um, good because, characters. uh, I hate the map. Yeah. It's no fun. I never watched Dora. <laughs> but seriously, I have but if you, no I mean, idea if what you don't have a child about. that is interested in watching this, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you could probably wait and just watch it, you know, on TV or whatever. But I, definitely, if you have a kid, you're on the fence with this. 
just go. I mean, it's nice. It's it's well worth a watch. Uh, we had a lot of fun. So very cool. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about a Netflix show that just launched its third season. Ooh, let me guess. Sure, go ahead. That one show. The one show. The one show that what, Danae? Conquered the world. No, no, no world conquering from this show. Oh, okay. No. It's the one show about the lady wrestlers. Uh, Glow nice. season three just came oh, out on Netflix. Yeah, I saw this one uh, on my recommended list for Netflix. Have you ever watched any of the other seasons or any episodes or anything? No, this... apparently they just know I like to wrestle. <laughs> HR just started really oh. just going at it hey, over there. Hey, I got so much more. You just hang out in the corner and wait. Uh, so <laughs> I love this show. I, I Ever since season one, I always end up talking about it. And I think what I love most about it is it has such a very distinct and important um, female perspective that I just find enlightening and interesting. And because it has so many female characters, it has such a variety of female mm-hmm. experience and ideas and interesting things that are said. And this season is no different. And I'm not saying there there aren't, I mean, there obviously are male characters as well. And there's some really interesting dynamic things happening with some of the things that they're going through too, especially Mark Maron's character who kind of manages the whole thing. Um, but it's one of those things where I, when I find a show where I connect to the characters in a personal way, where I feel like, oh, these are real people and I'm invested in their lives, I just get into the show in this way. And these are such well-drawn characters that I just, I have a great time. So not only is it funny and not only does it have like that 80s nostalgia thing because it takes place in the 80s uh, because by the way there were tv shows like this in the 80s oh yes um so it, it has that going for it but it also has that depth that i love and the thing that i love where i walk away from each episode going oh what do i think about that oh that's an interesting perspective i've never thought about it from their you know viewpoint and that just that feeds my soul so i i love that kind of stuff and this show uh seems to do it really really well so yeah i haven't seen uh, the third season, season yet but I watched the first two. It's uh, I'm a fan. I love how it's not afraid to uh, uh, get into conflict with the characters. Yes, exactly. I mean, and there's consequences. And I mean, they it's, it's you know, they just, the writing's great. I don't know how else to put it. And Mark Maron might be my favorite, like one of my all-time favorite funny assholes on any yeah. show. I mean. Well, and there's there's some fascinating stuff happening with him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this this season, there was a little bit of it in the last season, yeah. but it goes to some interesting places. I actually haven't watched the last two episodes of the season. I've watched eight of them. Mm-hmm. There's ten, uh, and they range from about 25 minutes long to 40 minutes long. So it just you know kind of in that you know half hour range, a little more, a little less. Uh, Allison Brie is one of my favorites. I've loved her since mm-hmm. Community. She's great. Betty Gilpin is great in this as well. Um, oh, Betty right, Gilpin's awesome. Right down the line, this entire female cast just doing some really great work. Uh, Kia Stevens, uh, who plays a Welfare Queen mm-hmm. in the show, is I just I'm loving her work in season three. She has a really interesting storyline, and that's the other thing about shows like this. And also, um, Orange Is the New Black just came out with a, a new season as well, which also has all these different female perspectives. Uh, you know, one of the things uh, about these shows is that it really is willing to get into the nitty gritty of different kind of personalities and different kind of, you know, philosophies and ideas. And I don't know, I just I really dig that. So. So, yeah, so I would ha- heavy, heavily recommend if you haven't seen Glow, it's a pretty quick, easy watch each season. Um, so, yeah, just uh, binge it sometime. I think you'll have a good time. 
So, and of course, you know, it's Netflix. So, uh, it's not, um, I guess not all Netflix stuff you don't watch with your kids, but it's not one to watch with the kids around. No. So, so there you go. Glow season three. Awesome. Cause it's cause of the spandex. Well, or lack of spandex. Oh, I think, uh, the, HR. the skin decks, HR. it's because of the skin decks, uh, would be <laughs> one of the reasons. Oh, that's a funny portmanteau. Yeah. Very nicely done. Yes. Oh, God, I'm learning. <laughs> Look at me go. That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to uh, make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Speaking of which, I wanted to give a shout out to somebody who left a comment on the uh, Behind the Sins on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Thank you for doing that. We have several comments. This one comes from, I'm going to pronounce this name as I see it. Uh, I'm going to say, G-Sai-Yak-Jerk-J-J-T commented this on behind the sins uh says more than sins listen to this podcast for behind the scenes insight into the cinema sins videos creation reception and intent it's amazing to hear the discussion go from the jokes in these video videos to philosophical discussions about pop culture i never knew i wanted uh thank you we appreciate that if you'd like to leave a comment uh, it does help other people uh, find us as well and go ahead and throw some stars at us while you're there. Also, you can contact us via email. We are behind the sins pod at gmail.com if you want to contact us that way. Also, hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. He is at Sam Lewis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to behind the sins pod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Have you ever had to like squat and pee at the same time? Uh, no, I, I have an external organ that I can aim hey. anywhere I need to. So <laughs> I want one of those so bad. Then I can I can just pee wherever I want it. What's up? The video from last week. The Family Guy video's up. Is it? Yeah. No, Danae, we don't have time. Oh. We can talk about that next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Danae and I were having a fascinating conversation on uh, oh. on hover peeing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, you, what, you say, oh, like, Jonathan's not going to hear it when I put it in the outtakes of this episode? Are like, you seriously <laughs> going to put that in the outtakes? I mean, when are you going to learn everything? <laughs> can go in the outtakes. I have been getting some incredibly positive feedback about my shenanigans, which only encourages me. I'm just saying that he should try it as a sort of punishment for what I have to endure in the disgusting bathroom downstairs. Yeah, my boys have this bathroom downstairs where we work, and they do not do a good job of keeping it clean. Oh, I'm sure they don't. I don't think that they realize somebody has to sit on it. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, we're gross at that age. What are you going to do? Uh, leave post-it notes that's everywhere what, for that's them. Right. That's what Danae does. She leaves post-it notes. Call a family meeting. I've done everything but face-to-face conversation. She's done everything but drag them into the bathroom and put their tongue out, make them clean it. Right, yeah. Like here. It's probably good you haven't done that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all for it. Teach him a lesson, Danae. Teach him a lesson. Okay, so quick question. You only have one answer. Would you take a cheaper flight or a direct flight? And if you only had- oh direct and yeah. a heartbeat, man, me too. My I, legs, man. I hate getting off and on planes. I started reading the first chapter of a new book that starts off in a plane. Yeah, what book is that, Danae? Strings. <laughs> the first chapter is available for free right now. Wait, where are our questions coming from? Uh, from the email. Oh, okay, okay.
So did you not read your email today? Uh, nope. <laughs> I guess I didn't. Uh, it'd be it'd be less funny if if uh, if it if it didn't happen every single time. I for did, the entire listen, history of our relationship. I have read them before. I promise. You do realize reading the first email doesn't mean you've read all the ones that happen after that, right? Like it doesn't just cover cover all of them. I'm gonna take a picture. I posted on Discord right now. On my face. Yep, yep. Hey, Danae, I know you... I didn't do anything wrong. I'm just playing on my phone. <laughs> Somebody's got a guilty conscience. <laughs> What's up? You sound, you sounded just like my daughter just then. <laughs> I am doing nothing, well, Daddy. You closed the vent. And 100%. I, and I am sweating now. Oh, cool. Is you it... should just take off one of the layers. You are... Okay, it is 95 degrees outside, and uh-huh. you're wearing a long-sleeved, thick shirt. Okay, fine. I can take that off. Where does it go from there? You sure you want to find out? Like, What do you mean? Are you threatening <laughs> to get naked? I'm just saying do it's so hot. Do you not so have hot. a shirt underneath it's there? It's so hot in Why here. Why are you wearing two layers think, of clothes? I think from now on we need HR on these uh, calls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Danae and I have needed HR for a long time. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about it. Way, we're way too good of friends. <laughs> You're talking about the undershirt? Yeah. Is that better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've gained a little weight but have not bought more clothing and you can't yes. pass what my wife calls the arm test. Yes. Um, Wait, it's nice to have an undershirt to, uh, in case you raise your arms and no one sees your belly. Or the other, the other side would be the crack. Yeah, you that's got, true, too. you got to tuck the T-shirt in, <laughs> yeah. even if you're wearing an outer shirt. Do you remember that yep. one time I was like, do you want me to tell you if your butt's showing, Aaron? And you're like, no, <laughs> it always does. <laughs> This shirt is 100% cotton, and yeah. it's long shirt. It is no wonder. I have the sleeves rolled up, <laughs> and no, I'm still hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you close the vent. It yeah, is. Feel, do you know how warm it is outside? Feel my hands. Do you know how warm it is outside? Feel my feet and my hands. No. I feel. Mean, touch listen, my feet. I, get, I, <laughs> I mean, is the vent louder than a vacuum? Because we've done that. <laughs> And yes, I know that it's 95 degrees outside. So my question again is, why are you wearing two layers of clothing? Because I don't go outside. I like to keep <laughs> my house cool. But you're using that as an argument. Well, I like to keep it. my house cool so I can wear whatever clothes I want. God, we need to go to counseling. <laughs> I'm going to go to HR and I'm going to tell them my female co-host told me that I needed to take clothes off and to touch her feet. <laughs> and I don't feel good about this. <laughs> I love after our conversation last week, though, like one of the notes on the on the on the script notes this week, Danae was like, I like mine because it's mine and it's good. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that kit stemmed from last week. It did. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That is exactly it. And I, was I didn't like, know I'm how to not it. vote for yours at that point. I'm like, yeah, that's I know. Cool. Oh, my God. So I almost wrote. And if you vote for anything else, I'm going to get mad. Or, you know, like I almost added some snarky thing in there. But I was like, no, he'll get it. They'll get it. All right, let's finish this thing off. Let's go beyond the sins. Ooh. Oh wow, that was weird. <laughs> that was. That did did was... you both do that independently, yeah. or did yeah. one of you hear the other one? No, I did. I started, but there's a delay, so that meant we both started basically at the same time. <laughs> that's that's great. That was amazing. I'd like to take credit for that because the way I said it made both of you do that. That's so. right. That's true. That's it, right. it really. It all. It always comes back to you. It's it's all about me, really. It's at the end of the day. Back, it's all coming back to you now. No, no, no. Go for it. No. I can see it wants to come out of you. I can see it. Because the good guy is dressed in black. Remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face and make contact. The title hell, bummy. M.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. Also, what's what's Yahoo serious? 
<laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I was on Discord the whole time. I know you were. You do? I listen. You think How I'm do a? You, blo- know? you think I'm a? I can see your screen. You, <laughs> you, I was on my phone. You think I'm oblivious? I was on Twitter on my on my You're laptop. taking pictures. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> I wasn't born uh, yesterday. Hi. Bye. Hi. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park